Okay. Hello, hello. I do believe we are live. Oh. Hi, Demeter. <laughs> I'm happy that this time works out for you and you can join me every day. This is nice. <laughs> oh, I um I was running a tiny tiny bit late today. Also, can you hear my cat? Purring. <laughs> um I was running a tiny bit late since the uh, like the login system changed, I guess. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no, I'm running late. I'm going to be late. And then I started like maybe two seconds late. <laughs> Oops, I didn't need to stress myself out for no reason. Oh, well. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm glad everything's working out. Okay. Happy Tuesday. I can, hi, Chance. Uh, I can't really believe like it was a new week and also now that it's Tuesday, things moving really weirdly for me. Uh, I ended up taking like a two and a half hour nap in the middle of the day today for no reason. Uh, It's one of those days, I guess. Today for my tea, I have South African rooibos, um, which is going to be kind of appropriate but not really for the first thing I want to talk about so I want to talk about like some of my coming out experiences since I've come out twice now technically um and when I came out the first time I did have some less than great experiences so I want to talk about that but the first oh what are we seeing chance I'd like to give a shout out to all the early humans who died while figuring out what plants were edible and smokable. You know, honestly, there's some things that I'm just like, why did people figure out you could eat this? Like anything, um, <clears throat> anything that's like, uh, like Pacific, like from the Pacific, like mangoes. I'm like, hell, of course. Yeah. You try that out. Coconut. I'm like, sure. Why not break that open and see what's inside? That sounds great. But like potatoes, what? <laughs> you just see this lump of mush in the ground and eat it? It doesn't make any sense. Luckily, uh, we don't have to be those people. We don't need to figure all that stuff out and hope for the best anymore. Everyone's done it for us at this point. <laughs> oh, I like kale. <laughs> it has to be like made well though kale chips are good I don't think I like just like mushy kale but kale chips I like a lot um oh you know I wanted to take my tea bag out because it's it's done steeping but I forgot to bring a plate in here okay I'm gonna have very very strong tea excellent um no so I did want to talk about coming out experiences and all of that a bit today but I also want to talk about news that I saw from Botswana today um, because here we go. I literally just typed in Google or I just typed in Botswana into Google and I found the thing I was looking for straight away. Perfect. No, we got some really good news out of Botswana today. And it was that um, I guess for a little bit of context, Botswana has had a law since like, colonialism, um, that it was illegal for same-sex sex to occur. Like, if you were an LGBT person, you could not have same-sex sex, regardless of whether it was consensual or not. But they reversed that today. They had a section, um, 
it's called section 167. Um, no, that was the one that made the acts of gross indecency, uh, punishable, uh, with up to two years in prison, but they got that reversed. And now the high court, I'm quoting this from CNN. Um, the high court is right in, wait, no, that's the wrong thing. Where's the quote? Anyway, they reversed that, and now it's perfectly okay to have consensual adult same-sex sex. Woohoo! So that's ah, that's excellent news. I like it when things happen like that, and everything is just better. Uh, apparently, that's like not at all the case for the majority of um, Africa. I think like thirty-four of like the fifty. How many countries? Fifty-eight countries in Africa. Mm. 31 of the 54 countries in Africa have laws where it is illegal to have gay sex and some of them it's like punishable by death and others is uh, punishable by like a life sentence in prison. That's scary. I don't like that, but it's awesome that, um, it's awesome that Botswana made that not the case today. There are a the couple of other countries in Africa where it's totally fine. Like Angola, um, it's legal to have a same-sex relationship in Angola now. Um, uh, also Cape Verde and Sao Tome. So, yay, we have good news. <laughs> Some of them have agents undercover even. That's creepy. Um, one of the things I was reading is that, um, when was that in like 2014 or something? I think it was Botswana ruled that it was unconstitutional to perform, um, tests of people's anuses to check whether they had had anal anal sex or not. It's absurd to me that that's even a thing that people thought was okay for even a moment. Uh, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I'm looking at a map now, too, that CNN has on this website. I'm on um, edition.cnn.com. If you just search for Botswana and Google, it's the first thing that comes up. But they have a map of the world that has, like, the legal status for same-sex sexual activity around the world. A lot of Africa is criminalized. (laughs) Let's see. There's one, one slash two countries in Africa where there's a death sentence for having same-sex sex, sexual activity. There's one where death sentence is possible. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, where you can get 14 years or like from 14 years up to a life sentence in jail. There's a even more of that where you can get up to 14 years. There's only one where the laws prohibit promoting sexual or homosexuality. And then the rest of them are like, yeah, no, that's fine. And South Africa is like same sex marriage is cool. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is baffling to me. They used to do it in military physicals in Bulgaria. Is that really? Oh man. I don't get this world. I guess like, this is kind of what I'm saying from yesterday where it's like, They go out of their way to check that there's no anal sex involved because the world has such a big problem with that. But, like, what are they doing against women? Oh, goodness. This map is really interesting. 
Hmm. I'm also like, it has a section that's like for recognition and there's different colors. So there's recognition of same sex marriage and same and civil union. And then there's another one that's recognizes same sex marriage. And I'm wondering, they're making it look like recognizes same sex marriage and civil union is like the best, but I'm pretty sure like these three are just equal, right? It's recognizes civil union, recognizes same sex marriage, and then recognizes same sex marriage and civil union. I, I don't know. Hi, Richard. <laughs> How are we doing today? I'm just delving into <laughs> politics in Africa. Oh my gosh. I'm actually planning on making a video about this, hopefully today, once I'm done filming. I guess it'll just see, we'll see how my voice is feeling. I want to drink my tea. Um, yeah, you can call in, go for it. <laughs> okay. Hi. Hey. All right, I think Hi. we're working. <laughs> Um, I like to call in everyone's podcast or their live cast just to get, I just like to get to know everyone. I'm a nosy person. So what's, what's your show about? So <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> are you drinking, are you drinking a literal LGBT? <laughs> well, I do have a tea and since I'm LGBT, I'm going to consider that LGBT, right? <laughs> I think, I think, look, I'm the first one to say it. You million effing dollars. LGBT. <laughs> it would do really have, well, right? And you could have plus on it, and that will be your coffee mugs. It'll be your t-shirts, <laughs> your bumper stickers. You have a million-dollar idea right there. I know. I know. <laughs> 100%. It's a great idea. <laughs> so, like, what's your, uh, like, live cast about? I, I can get the sense of it, but, like, what's, like, the whole premise? Like, Yeah, for sure. I'm just, uh, <laughs> sorry, I think I cut you off. Um, yes, no, so I come on live every single day and just talk about LGBT topics. So, um, I do a little bit of like what's relevant in the world right now. So yesterday my show was talking about like the straight pride March parade thing that they want to do later this year in the U S and fuckers attention. I'm sorry for cursing, but let's not get those people. (laughs) No, it's fine. I I'm fine with cursing. Um, no, that's exactly pretty much what I was saying yesterday. It's just like, this is ridiculous, but I am, I do think it's important to talk about just because like there are some people who are ignorant and just don't know why it might not be an okay thing. So my uh like my intention there wasn't just like let's talk about the people making it but like let's talk about the history of pride and why that like why pride is so important and necessary (laughs) um so yeah that was my that was my goal with it yesterday but then yeah just talking about like the lgbt lgbt experience um being a safe space for anyone who wants to talk about being LGBT or anything like that. So, Ooh. Um, you're breaking up a I lot. Want to I am an LGBT ally and I have the sticker. To- okay. Sorry, I'm driving. But Okay, I think that would be better now. Okay. I don't want to see my horn, but I'm an LGBT I got oh, my sticker man. and it just sound like a robot. I think I heard something okay. about Hello? you being an ally. Right. I hope. <laughs> yes. 
yes, I have my sticker to prove it. Good. I have my sticker to prove it. Perfect. Hey, well, thank so. you for being an ally. No. And, like, um, for being interested in, like, joining the show and seeing what it's all about. We need more people like that in the world. I agree. Because, mm-hmm. like, I think there are straight people out there, like myself, who, like, like... Anytime, like, we try to support the LGBT, it's always like, oh, well, you must be gay or something. It's like, no, it's like, I like people to have fucking rights, you know? Or just like, (laughs) yes, like, that is, that's the ideal. I think, um, like, there's too much emphasis put on if you're pro LGBT or if you're pro equal rights, it must be that, like, you're (laughs) going against, you know, your own, like, yourself, like, oh, well, you're straight, you can't support LGBT rights, then, because it means that you want less rights for yourself. And it's like, no, that's not the case. I just want equality. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's, that's, that's the ideal. That's 100% the ideal. And like, that's something I said, too, with my podcast, yes, or with the live cast yesterday, saying, um, if if straight if straight people want to go to pride and be an ally and they want to wear a shirt that says i'm straight but i still am an ally and i think you're great like that's perfectly fine (laughs) yeah no i've been to many uh like pride rallies because i'll be honest with you I, i only go for the drag shows everything else is boring everything else is boring but the drag shows they're awesome hands down yeah Ah, I um, I I wish my town, my city, had a pride. I would have so much fun going to it. But I'd have. Are you in the Bible Belt? Um, if you don't mind me asking, are you in the Bible Belt? No, actually, I live in Germany. Oh my god! I thought they would have like a pride like that. They do in That's a lot of places. I live in a kind of a small town. Yeah. Yeah, they do in like all of the big cities. I just like don't want to get on a train for forty-five minutes. You know. <laughs> okay. What I want to what's like the LGBT uh, culture out there? Like, is it like I'm just I'm I'm genuinely curious because like I, I we already I know what it's like in America, but like for someone okay. that in the LGBT community themselves, like what's it like out there? And is it like yeah. weird for you or? Oh, it's so much less weird. <laughs> it's so much less weird to be LGBT where I am now than where I was in the U.S. Um, so I, so for some background, like I am American, so I'm from the U S. Um, and, uh, I came out originally when I was living in Utah and that didn't go so well. And then I lived in Hawaii for like six years and I was out in Hawaii and that was fine. And then I went to university in Michigan and I was like, kind of out, but not really. Um, Demeter's asking which state in Germany I'm in Bavaria. Um, so now living in Demetar- Germany, I live. Sorry. What did you say? Demetar is a cool dude. Um, I spoke to him once. I said yeah, Demetar. I, I, I butcher his name yeah. a lot. <laughs> he's been joining in the past couple of days. It's been really nice. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, living in Germany is so easy for me as an LGBT person. Um, I do live in like a, a pretty left-leaning city. Um, I live in a university town. So like the, the towns that are the most LGBT okay are usually university towns. Um, so I, I live in a university town and I'm completely out here. 
Um, my husband is actually like, he's German. So I'm out to his entire family, I think. Um, and it, it's been totally fine. All of my friends here are super okay with it. Like, even though we don't have a pride event here, there's like always um, like political stickers around for different organizations at the university that have like pride flags over them. And there are some stores downtown that have pride flags on them year round. So I feel super comfortable being LGBT here. Like um, way more so than the, than in the U S <laughs> no, that's understandable. That's totally understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Germany also has um, like anti-discrimination laws against everything. Like in Germany's constitution, it says super clearly like all people are equal. Everyone's considered equal no matter what. It doesn't even it doesn't even go into say like regardless of sex, gender, race. It just says no. If you're human, you're equal. So it's nice to know I can't be like discriminated against in any way here. Um, are there like, I'm uh, like, I'm sure are there still like hate groups out there too? Oh yeah, of course. I I feel like there are everywhere, (laughs) but yeah, there, there still are. Um, uh, yeah. And like there are neo-Nazi groups, but it's just not as common. Thank you for the likes also. Um, Demeter saying due to historical reasons, Germans are very careful and taught from a young age to be really tolerant. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's pretty accurate. Um, it, it really depends also if, like, the Germans are in a city or in, like, villages. Um, the highest amount of, like, Nazi parties and, like, really religious people are in villages and, like, in the countryside. But if you're living in a city of, like, any size, really, it's going to be people voting for, like, the Green Party and being super LGBT-friendly and all of that, so. Oh, man, I have so many questions. Okay, okay, <laughs> you know how, like, okay, you know how, like, the, like, uh, the baby boomers in America, they're they're still kind of not open to, like, the whole LGBT side? Is it, like, that way over there too like the older crowd or are they pretty much are they pretty much like open to it or is there still like a discord between yeah i i mean i still think they're so again it does kind of go back to where they are so like if you're in a village or in the countryside there's it's just not you know it's it's typically like very religious upbringing and all of that um also i'm seeing amir wants to talk about like my experiences when i was 12 coming out i haven't talked about that yet so you haven't missed anything yet amir (laughs) um so yeah i mean out in the countryside it's just much more religious upbringing and not really there's no understanding of it and the little understanding that there is is kind of anti um, but in cities, I haven't found any problems with it for the most part. If, if they're too old, then maybe, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd feel comfortable like knocking on my neighbor's door and being like, hi, did you know that I'm pansexual and agender? And they'd be like, I don't know what those words mean, but okay, cool. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Please yeah. come in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. You have so- six- that's weird but i like you that's my go-to accent it's not a real accent it's not even close it's just a it's just a generic accent i call it (laughs) yeah i mean that that's pretty much how it is um 
But like that even being said, there are also definitely people in the countryside, like my friends' parents who live in the countryside. If I went to go stay with them and was like, oh, by the way, I'm LGBT. They'd be like, hey, that's awesome. (laughs) You're a great person. Cool. (laughs) So Um, it really just depends. I was going to ask, what would be like the German equivalent? Um, You know how like some older folks out here, they say, oh, I don't care if you're black, blue, whatever. Uh, as long as you're a nice person, uh, uh-huh. you're okay. What, is there is there like a German equivalent? <sighs> hmm, I don't know. Or am, I ask, am I asking like two abstract questions? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's something, but I, I can't think of it. Like. In Germany, everyone just uses really big words. <laughs> so they're like, and like, homophobia is bad. Racism is bad. So they always say that instead of saying just like, no, oh, I'm, I'm an all kinds of person person, you know? Yeah. I think, um, like, like, believe in, belief in mankind is kind of a thing. Like, that's a good, that's yeah. good though. Um, Mason, I, I do. And I saw that you were calling in. So once I'm done talking to Richard, you can call in and I'll talk to you too. You got to wait your turn. Sorry. Okay. I have one more question. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have all the in- answers. <laughs> okay. So you grew up in, okay, never mind. I was going to say like you grew up in Utah, so are you more, but okay. What do you study out in Germany? Cause I'm a college student too. And I like to know everyone's major. I'm not studying. <laughs> um, I live in a student town, but I'm not studying. Uh, I, I finished, I got my degree in 2016. So, but um, I have a degree in religion. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. I studied religion, um, religion, history, and Spanish. So that's a, okay, stop, Luna, stop, stop. Okay, I'll, I'll I have to Happy attend to my dog. <laughs> yeah, thanks for calling in. Anytime. Oh, yeah, cool. Check out my show too. All right. Okay, bye. Okay. Don't you think it's kind of strange that you studied religion? I mean, kind of. The thing about me studying religion is that um, I really like, like, the the cultural aspect and, like, the historical aspect of religion. I'm fascinated by medieval Spain, like, history in medieval Spain. Um, So religion plays a huge part into that. So I really like religion. Uh, But, yeah, like me being atheist and against most religions ideologies is pretty funny that's true thank you for the likes chance and um thank you to richard whitman for joining in and calling in that was really nice getting to talk to someone yeah yeah um uh mason if if you want to call in now's your chance why didn't you drink tea tonight i am drinking tea i have a south african rooibos tea right now um it's it's delicious It tastes really, really good. I forgot to bring a smaller plate in here, so I don't have anything to set the tea bag out. I haven't heard your throat yet. It's so creepy. That's the creepiest thing you can say. <laughs> I'm sure you will at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I keep thinking the tea in the names means drama. It does. Uh, I'm just... I haven't been really dramatic yet. It's kind of a, a, a play 
So it's, it means drama, but it also means literal cup of tea because that's the kind of person that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of tea, we're talking about it so much. I'm going to have a sip of my tea now. So now it sounds. Oh, so good. Um, no. So if, if we want to get into some drama, um, first off, the first thing that I said today, Botswana made it okay for people to have same sex sexual activity today. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, if we want to talk about drama and all that, I was thinking about talking about some of my coming out experiences today. Um, if that's something that people would like to hear. <laughs> also for the rabbit hole podcast, if you wanted drama, yesterday was the day when we talked about the straight pride parade and how messed up that is. That was the day. Um, I do have a recording of that on like my profile. So if you want to listen to that and get some real drama and see me get super, not super angry, but super opinionated, that was that was the podcast. That was the day. How did your friends and family react to you coming out? All right. I think we should get into this. Okay. Timeline of events. Um, so just quick overview for anyone who doesn't know, I identify as agender and also pansexual, but this is not how I've always identified. Oh, just to yeah, kids popcorn. Perfect. I have my whiteboard in front of me right now and I'm writing on it to make sure that I don't mess anything up. Um, so when I was 12 years old, I knew that I was bisexual. I had learned that lesbianism was a thing that you could be. <laughs> you said you're from Utah. Gulf. Yeah. Um, so when I was 12 years old, why do you need the whiteboard to trace your gender? Not trace my gender to make sure my timeline stays correctly. I'm going to be writing my details as I go along to make sure I didn't miss anything along the way, not to trace my gender. Um, so I was 12 years old. I was living in Nevada at the time and I had found out that lesbianism was a thing because I had a friend whose mom was lesbian and um, her girlfriend lived with her and all of that. And I remember very distinctly asking my mom in the car one day why my friend's mom got to have a sleepover with her friend every single night, but I couldn't have sleepovers with my friends every single night. And that was the day that I learned that being lesbian was a thing, was an option, was a thing you could be. So uh, I, I did have the internet then and I looked it up and all of that and found out that being bisexual was a thing. And I was super into all kinds of people, and um, I was very okay with that. I always wanted to date my girlfriends and my boyfriends at school, um, but was only ever allowed to date, to date boys and all of that. So I prefer vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, fair. That's actually a thing, vaginophile. So maybe that's what you are. <sighs> Um, so anyways, yes, I was 12. I found out that being anything besides straight was even a thing in the world. And that is when I realized who I was. Um, I, so later that year I started dating a guy and it was going really well for like a year and a half. So we dated. And when I was 13, I moved to Utah. Um, that is why him and I broke up. When I first moved to Utah, 
I was very depressed because I had uh, left many friends behind in Nevada and um, I trigger warning suicide. I made a suicide attempt and I was cutting a lot and my mom ended up institutionalizing me and um, I got a lot of help there. And that was really good. I started going to counseling. Once I left the institution, um, I went to see like my guidance counselor every single day. Suicide at 13. Yeah, I was a dramatic teenager who was very upset that I'd left all my friends behind. But um, yeah, so I had been going to my counselor and um, I was talking about like the reasons that I was so upset that I had had to move. And the main one um, wasn't that I had left that boyfriend behind, but actually because I had left my best girlfriend behind. Um, after being counseled, like talking to that counselor literally every day for like three hours a day at school, um, I, you know, I kind of addressed my feelings, like the feelings that I had had for that friend of mine. And um, that the counselor helped me realize that some of the depression I was feeling wasn't because I'd left my friend, but was because I'd left someone that I was in love with and that I hadn't really talked to anybody about that. I hadn't talked to anyone about being anything except for street. And he thought that that was one of the reasons that I was um, feeling really depressed and so suicidal and stuff. So I came out um, later that year. I think I was 14 at the time. Um, I'd already been living in Utah for about a year. So I had friends. I had um, my family was living nearby. Obviously, I was living with my parents, but I had grandparents nearby and all of that. I had really, really good friends, and I spent all of my time with them. I was always having sleepovers. I was always going to their house. Uh, I have so many just really good experience or memories and experiences of getting to know the people that were living in Utah. By the way, all of them were Mormon. Like there was not a single one of my friends who was not Mormon. Um, and that'll come into play a little bit later in this story, but you know, I did the, I did whatever like a 13, 14 year old kid does. Uh, Mason wants to join. Do you want to talk about LGBT stuff or can I get through this story and then can you join later? Can I take a quick break to talk to Mason? No. Okay. The call ended. Alrighty. Um, <laughs> get through the story. I actually prefer they, them, but, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, I promise I will answer your call once I'm done with this, Mason. Sorry. Um, so I had made friends because that's what kids do, you know. And um, I had actually gotten pretty attached to one of them. I had uh, developed a crush on my best friend. Her name, or we called her Momo. <laughs> um, so I uh, I developed a crush on her. And... And, um, I had been dating people on and off, all men, boys at that time, really. Um, and I decided that it was time for me to come out, not because I thought anything would happen between her and I, um, but just because I, I thought I know these people well enough. I have become really good friends with all of them. I feel like if they like me how I am now, they're going to like me when they know the truth. So I decided to come out, um, I only told two people to start and it was the girl that I had the crush on and my other best, best friend, because I knew like we had a pretty good 
friendship group and I felt weird coming out to every single person. I have to go change grandpa's diapers. Be back later. Okay. We'll be here and it's recording. So if you want to jump in and listen to the recording after you can, um, no. So I had, I'd come out not with the expectation that anything was going to happen with that friend. And since we had a we like a really close group of friends, I told the two friends that I told that it was okay for them to tell other people. Um, I didn't want to come out to every single person individually myself. I kind of just wanted to see how the gossip train went, you know? Um, and it went, it was, I'll get into that. It went, but that, that was what I decided to do. Um, so when I came out, uh, obviously that friend, can you tell your story from the first? No, I've been telling it this whole time. Sorry. Um, so that friend told me, or she found out that I had a crush on her, which was totally fine. And she was like, I don't roll that way, but we're still best friends. And that was totally okay and fine and happy. Um, the other best friend that I told uh, apparently, so she didn't have a problem with it herself, but she told her parents about it and them being very good Mormons decided that I was the scum of the earth and that she was no longer to, allowed to be friends with me because I identified as bisexual. Um, so that was the first dun 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 moment of me coming out was that this really good friend that I had had sleepovers with every single weekend who showed me anime for the first time that I like literally spent all of my time with I found out or she wasn't allowed to be my friend anymore because her parents thought that me being bisexual would I don't know make their perfect daughter less perfect of a human being in some way as if I like my sexuality had anything to do with her or with them. So that was awesome. That was the, the first bit of biphobia, homophobia that I had ever experienced. Not good. I'm going to take some of my tea really quick. So mouth sounds. Okay. Sorry if that was too mouthy. <laughs> my my microphone's a lot closer to my mouth than it usually is. Oh man, smoke break for me. Smoking is bad for you. Okay. Um, so that didn't go very well. I mean, based on the first two people that I told, I had a 50% uh, success rate. <laughs> what was your parents' expression? Yeah, I heard your throat again. I'm sorry. Thank you for the likes, Mason. It was a cartoonish goal. It's so good. That's why my um, my tea is at the perfect temperature. So I'm trying to just like chug it because it's perfect right now. Um, I'll get to my parents in just a minute. I want to talk a little bit more about. So as I had said, the gossip pool started moving around, you know, um, and this isn't really like a, a bad story or anything, but kind of a funny one. So the, for the most part, people were completely fine with it. I think not too many people told their parents that somebody had come out at the school. And so that's why they were still allowed to be friends with me. Um, for the friend that did tell her parents um, and wasn't allowed to be my friend anymore, I think that would have been the case for, more, for most people if they had gone out of their way and told their parents. Um, 
shortly after I came out, I did start dating a guy and his parents were super, super Mormon, very religious. And I'm completely confident that if he had told his parents that I was bisexual, they would not have been okay with this. They had problems with me dyeing my hair. Like that's how against everything they were. They were like really, really intense people. Where's your friend right now? The one that I had a crush on. Um, she's also in Utah and, um, I, we, we follow each other on Instagram. <laughs> We're fine. I actually have a funny story, uh, that happened a couple of, uh, maybe like two years ago. She messaged me and was like, I had a crush on you back then too, but I didn't know and all that. But anyway, yep. She's, she's in Utah. She's totally fine. She's married also and has a cute dog don't know where it is right now. I don't know what you mean by that. Sorry. Um, so the cost, the gossip pool worked and, um, the, the kind of funny story that happened out of the gossip pool is that one day after school, one of my, or two of my guy friends came up to me and one of them asked me to name a number. And I said, 13. And he said, so you're okay with 13, but you're also okay with 31. And <laughs> I had, no idea what he was talking about. And he's like, you know, you think that 13 is good, but like 31 is also good. You'd be equally as interested in 13 as you would be in 31. And he did that for like five minutes before I was like, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Just spit it out. And he was like, I heard you're bisexual. And I'm like, oh my God, that was the easiest thing to do. <laughs> you had to complicate it. He was punning from a movie. Was that from a movie? <laughs> What movie was that? Because it was ridiculous. I'd actually really like to know if that's from a movie that would put so much of my life in perspective because I have often thought about how just like roundabout and weird it was for him to be like 13 but also 31. Um, yeah, anyway, that went fine. And I lived in Utah for another couple of years or not a couple of years, like another eight months or so with it just being fine. The story is so familiar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe this is how it is for a lot of people, but that's how it was for me with my friends at school. Um, everyone except for the one girl that told her parents about it seemed to be completely fine with me being bisexual. That's how I identified at the time, and that's all good for me. Um, as far as telling my family goes, do 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 do, making a note, family. Um, I had a, I'm following you on the tubes on YouTube. Good. I don't know. Is that what you mean? <laughs> For anyone who wants to follow my YouTube or Instagram or anything, here's the link in the chat to search for call me crashy anywhere and you'll find me. Was there any bio? I think you mean by people in your school on that time at that time. Um, uh, there might've been some other ones, but I, I don't know. It wasn't something that people really talked about all that often. Um, I mean, I didn't suddenly have a bunch of like bi girls talking to me or anything like that. It would have been great if I had, but unfortunately, no. Um, did you find her very quickly? I mean, I've been friends with her ever since then. Like her and I never stopped being friends. So I didn't have to find her. <laughs> Yes. Awesome. Well, good. You'll get a lot of um, LGBT content on my YouTube channel. So I hope you're looking forward to that and weekly vlogs. 
<laughs> you get to see what Germany looks like through my perspective, which is mostly just the inside of my house. Um, so coming out with family was kind of an interesting experience. Um, so my parents are divorced, so I had to come out to my mom and stepdad and then also to my bio dad separately. And at the time he was also married. So my mom and stepdad and then my dad and stepmom, uh, I came out to all of them and they kind of all had different reactions. <laughs> uh, it's an obvious thing. Like you, you had been identified as bi in whole school, right? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of just how gossip works. Like if you tell two people, they'll tell eight people and those eight people will tell 16 people. And before you know it, everyone knows. So by the time I left that school, everybody knew. And it was for the most part fine. Um, like I said, I can only think of that one girl that I stopped being friends with because of it. So it was okay. Uh, I heard Germany is awesome. I love Germany. Germany is great. All right. Uh, I'm going to have a sip of my tea and then we'll talk about me coming out to my family the first time. Wow. So it's, uh, mouth sounds. Okay. I try not to have some, so, um, what was the word I'm thinking of? So dramatic of a gulp that time. I hope I was successful. So I came out to my mom and stepdad first. Um, I actually came out to my stepdad before anyone else. It was okay. Good. Um, I came out to my stepdad first and I'd been having a rough day. You know, I was 13. I was depressed. Uh, yeah, I, I came out to my stepdad and I was crying because even though I had friends who were completely okay with it, I didn't know how my parents would be. So I was crying um, and I was a little overdramatic when I came out to him and his reaction to me was pretty much okay. It doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> Not like you're a horrible person, but like it, it doesn't matter. It's perfectly fine. 13. No, I meant to say 14. Sorry. Um, so he was perfectly okay with it. Um, and the reason for that, I'm pretty sure, is because later when I told my mom, she actually told me that she was also bi. <laughs> so that was something that I had not known. So this is the pro the, plot th the plot thickens. He was your stepdad. He did not want to destroy whatever he built up with you. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, it still continues to this day. He, he knows about my gender identity and my sexuality. And he's pretty much just like, okay, people are fine. <laughs> Do what you want. It's, it's okay. Um, my stepdad has always been a great guy and we have a really good relationship. So I don't think he wanted to destroy it, but like the relationship, but I also don't think any part of him would have destroyed it either because he's always been really okay with that. So yeah, my mom was like, okay, great. Thanks for telling me. Me too. Don't worry. And then my stepdad was like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> good for you, but it doesn't matter. So coming out to my mom and stepdad was perfectly fine. And um, knowing how I'm happy that I came out to them when I was so much younger, because now that I've come out again as agender and pansexual, um, I felt safe doing that because first off, they watch my YouTube videos like they know. Um, but also just because they had such a good reaction the first time that I knew they would be OK with me coming out this time. So that's good. Um, 
for my dad and my stepmom, my dad didn't have a good reaction, but not that he, um, not that he was like angry or upset or anything. He just didn't believe me. <laughs> um, he, he pretty much said, you know, you're 13 or 14. You just want attention, whatever. <laughs> There's no way you can possibly know. It's fine. Nope. <laughs> and that's pretty much how he stays to this day. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I can talk about that a little bit later, but I- I'm not going out of my way to come out to him because he he didn't believe me then. Yeah, exactly. Um, he didn't believe you. He thought he was just a phase. Exactly. He He pretty much just said, it's just a phase and you just want attention right now. So... He didn't believe me. Um, my stepmom, I think my dad ended up telling her. I don't remember telling her ever. But um, later when I did go out and live with them, like literally later later that year, um, my stepmom, like she grew up in San Francisco, like and she grew up in San Francisco when like all the LGBT protests and all of that was a, were a thing. She's super pro LGBT, so she never had a problem or anything like that with me being bisexual, which is how I used to identify. So, yeah, it's great. Um, the Rabbit Hole podcast is saying, what do you think when people say that they think agender or non-binary gender folk have a mental illness, basically ignorance or spite, in your opinion? Uh, I think for the most part, it's ignorance. Um like the the real like the thing I can't understand about people not understanding a gender or non-binary, it must just be because they think that gender and sex are the same thing. Um, I feel like when people say that, thank you for following me, Sam. Crayola has been promoting Pride since eighteen eighty five. No, I feel like if people say that being non-binary or being a gender isn't a thing, it's because they don't understand that gender is a societal construct and like you can choose to follow societal constructs for yourself. You can choose to do that. That's not. (laughs) And um, yeah, the way that I look at myself being a gender is like, I don't feel attached to a gender. Like it's, it's a societal thing that I, I don't feel attached to. I never have. I don't feel particularly feminine or masculine ever. Um, I don't consider myself non-binary because I do feel like most non-binary folk feel like they fall somewhere on a gender spectrum, but I don't. I have no attachment to gender. Um, I don't particularly like it. It does make me feel really uncomfortable. Like when I'm over-feminized, which is what happens when I'm over-masculinized, um, when someone uses like she pronouns for me, it just makes me feel uncomfortable. Like it's not actually talking about me. It's talking about this idea of me that only exists in the eyes of other people. And I, I want to be seen as how I identify and how I exist in my own brain, which is genderless. Um, yeah. It has nothing to do with my sex. Like I, I am assigned female at birth. I'm female sex, but that has nothing to do with my gender whatsoever. So I think for a lot of people who don't understand gender, it's just ignorance. Does that make sense? hope it does. I'm going to take my last sip of tea and um, yeah, then we'll keep going. (laughs) So math sounds. 
Okay. I hope that was a good enough understanding or good enough explanation answer. Whatever. <laughs> Thank you for the likes rabbit hole podcast. I want to listen to you too. Um, <coughs> yes. So coming out to just like that subject. I don't know what you mean. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so coming out back then was really interesting, and that was just the first stage of it. Like I said, I moved when I was 14. I stopped living with my mom and my stepdad and went to live in my da- with my dad and my stepmom, and that was in Hawaii. And, um, you know, the thing for me was that even though my dad didn't believe that I was bisexual or that I, I you know, I identified as bisexual back then. So um, he didn't believe that I was bisexual, but I still considered that as me having come out to him. Um, so I continued to come out to everybody else. Uh, all of my, like the friends at school that I made knew that I was bisexual. I started dating a girl pretty quickly. Once I lived in Hawaii, um, like I was, friends with everybody that was in like the gay straight alliance club at school. So everybody accepted me being bisexual really easily. Um, one of my friends who lived on the same street as me came out as bisexual himself, like a year after I had been living there. So everything was really good for me. And I lived out to everyone except for my dad. And that's pretty much just because he didn't accept it, you know? Um, so that was perfectly fine for me and I didn't have a problem with it. I dated multiple girls throughout high school, um, and guys, and I had long relationships with both genders, sexualities, all that stuff. Um, did you come out in university? Yeah, I guess, you know, we're running out of time for the podcast today, so I can skip ahead. Um, coming out in university, I kind of came out, not really, um, I came out to the people who were closest to me. I, I did have a long distance boyfriend in university. So most people just assumed that because I was dating a guy, I wasn't LGBT. Um, but to the people that I talked with the most, I, they knew I was bisexual. Um, and for the most part, that was perfectly fine. Um, let me see. I'm trying to think if I have any specific remem- memories. Um, I mean, I had a few friends who were like lesbian or gay themselves. And so, of course, they were super understanding of me being bisexual. Um, I had a friend who was straight. Before you go, I can call to say something nice about you. (laughs) Why do you want to give me? Okay, sure. Um, What was I saying? Um, Oh, I did have a friend who was straight and she was the only one that kind of treated me weirdly. not that she was like discriminatory, but it's just that she wanted to have like a really close relationship with me, like a very physically close relationship. But she insisted like, I'm straight, like none of this is sexual or anything like that. But she always like was kissing me and like holding my hands and things like that. So that was kind of the weirdest experience that I had in Michigan. Yeah. Um, in your university application, was there a gender part? Ah, uh, I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure there was like a, a sex part, but I don't know if there was a gender part for my university. I also went to a very like liberal university. So um, like people felt pretty comfortable being LGBT there, which was good. Um, yeah, I think the only like thing I can remember about any people treating me differently at university was that one friend who just like wanted to be very close all the time. 
if if there was so when I went to university, I identified as a girl, as female. I I only started or I only came out as being agender three months ago, two months ago, three months ago now. So back then it was all cisgender girl, all that good stuff. Thanks for following me, Alex. Um, that's a good reminder to anybody if you want to join me every single day because I stream every day at 6 p.m. Central European Summertime, which is 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you follow me and you'll get a notification. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think that was the only weird thing that happened in Michigan coming out in university. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, this time coming out, I'm, I'm 24 now, and me coming out has almost entirely be, been internet-based. Uh, like I said, if you go to my YouTube channel, I make almost entirely LGBT videos. I talk about the LGBT experience here on these live casts. I do it on my Instagram. I do it on Twitch, all that good stuff. But I... And I've come out to my mom and my stepdad um, to make sure that they know that I'm agender and pansexual. And I've come out to a couple of friends here in Germany and like most of my husband's family, but I don't, but I, I haven't like made a Facebook post yet, like for all of my extended family or anything. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I kind of wonder all the time if that's something that I should do. And if that's something that sounds or not that sounds, but like would be a good idea for me if that would make me happier. I don't know. I kind of debate that with myself all the time. Every time I'm going to make a new LGBT video, I'm like, maybe this is the one that I'll just make coming out and I'll send that to all of my family members. Excuse me. <laughs> You're tempting us to go and check your YouTube out. You should. <laughs> uh, I post LGBT videos every Wednesday and, um, weekly vlogs on Sunday and then any other time when something comes up, like I am planning on posting a video today, <laughs> go for it. Subscribe. Yes, please do. Um, no, I'm posting on, I'm planning on posting a video today for Botswana since they made it so that you can have same sex sexual relations, planning on posting a video for that today. And then tomorrow I'll make a video about coming out during pride and whether or not you should do it. So yeah. Go check out my YouTube channel, <laughs> but then make sure you're still listening here so you can hear the last bit of this live cast. Um, yeah, does that, does, how does that sound? Was that a pretty good coming out story? Did we enjoy that? <laughs> um, I feel like I kind of rushed through a lot of it. I'm sorry if that's how you feel too. Only talking for an hour is like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta move through the content. <laughs> So, but I, I hope that it, it was fun for you to listen to. I know that a lot of the people who are joining are not LGBT. So maybe it's good to just hear what the experience is like to come out as LGBT, especially in light of what we were talking about yesterday with like the straight pride parades is like, if you're straight, you don't have to come out. And it's a lot of pressure to come out, you know? It's a, it's a lot of pressure on how you come out, on who you come out to, on like whether you're going to be safe or not when you do. <sighs> Sorry about that. Time goes really quickly. Yes, you rushed it, but it was nice to know your experience. You know, like I said, we'll, we'll, 
I'll be live streaming every day. So if we ever want to jump into it again, now you have a backstory. But if we decide to go further into detail in the future, you know, we can do that. That's perfectly fine. Um, Richard, I, I know you said you want to call in again. So please feel free to do that since we're like four minutes now. So, oh, geez, right away. Okay, cool. Hello. Kashi? Hello. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Okay. I just wanted to say uh, thank you for like sharing your story for us because I know, um, like I got I got a lot of friends in that community and it's hard to come out and I just wanted to say thank you for sharing that because um, when you tell people that, um, hopefully like you can get across. I know, like I admit that I don't understand like the whole pansexual thing and like the whole gender fluidity. I really don't. But the more like people like yourself that talk about it. It helps me understand a little bit, even though if it's not a lot, like I'm still learning because like it is a new concept and I think you're a genuine person and I hope you continue this. So Aww. that's all I want. To Thank you. <laughs> right. Those are really bye. nice words. <laughs> oh, thank you. That like made me emotional. Thank you for the likes, Demeter. And yeah, thanks for telling us your story. Thank you for the likes, Richard. No, that, that's exactly what I want to hear. Um, okay, I think Amir wants to call too. Hi, can you hear me? Oh no, I'm not hearing anything. Uh-oh, gulp. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just gonna leave the call on. Oh, it didn't work, okay. Sorry about that. Let's try. Hello? Uh-oh, I'm not hearing anything. Maybe um, you haven't told the website that it can use your microphone. I'm not sure. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, no, I, I want to say, like, I, I'm here for anybody else who is part of the LGBT community and just, like, needs a safe space. But I'm also here to answer questions, you know. Um, I know that for people who, even if you are exposed to the community, if you're only exposed to certain aspects or certain individuals or types within that community, I'll call you some other time. I just want to say thank you for sharing. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I don't know what was going wrong there. Probably just like microphone settings, but yeah, please do call in. Um, I know that for, if you're not part of the LGBT community and you're only exposed to certain people, like you might have an idea of what being gay means because you have a lot of gay friends, but you're not necessarily going to know what being trans means if you don't have trans friends. So I get that. Um, and I just hope that I can be here for, for like, for education purposes, you know, so you can get to know somebody who is agender and pan. Um, I hope that I can be that for anyone who needs it. So just to learn more. That's the entire thing. What we all just need to do is like learn more about everyone, about everything, get empathy, um, grow as individuals, grow as a community, as a society. <laughs> it's a really big picture thought, but yeah, not to be mean or anything, but nor pressure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no pressure. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know the Eastern standard time, but do you go live every day at the same hour? Yes. I go live every single day. Um, 
So it's 6 p.m. Central European Summertime, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I could probably look up more Standard Times and read them. But, yeah, I go live at the same time every day. Um, Speaking of, I think we've gotten through our full hour, so I'm going to get going now. Uh, Like I said, if you want to check me out anywhere else, my odd links are in the chat, Patreon, YouTube, Instagram. It's all Call Me Crashy. Just search Call Me Crashy and you'll find me. And yeah, send me a message like chat. It'll be good. (laughs) Um, Make sure that if you haven't followed me yet, that you start following me so you get a a notification every single day of when I go live. I'm going to get going. Thank you so much for giving me a space to talk today and for being so open to hearing my coming out story. It means a lot. I'm like, going to tear up and go sit on the couch and eat some mango sherbet now. Feel better about everything. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, guys. I'll see you all tomorrow. Goodbye.